Wait, Wait what? what? Really? really? Okay. Okay. With your host, Lauren Weissman. This is a fully licensed theme song for the show. Episode 64 of Wait What Really Okay titled, When is the Best Time to Buy a Car? Overused Marketing Pitches and How People Are Starting to Catch On. There's a BMW group in Florida near where I live and they have this beautiful spokeswoman and she shows up every month or so with a different ad. What's not different about the ad is now is the best time. Now is the best time over and over again. It's, it's always the best time to buy a car. And so we've taken away from the punch and the meaning of the word best. And at the same time, where does that help inside of the marketing to continually repeat as far as building the authority or building the trust? Oh, it's the best time to buy, the, to buy a car until our next ad, which will be the best time to buy a car. Now, from forward motion, for someone that's going to think for a while, maybe they're not necessarily buying a car or another product. This dials into lots of different styles of marketing. When they continually hear that over and over again, where is the enticement there? And then for the returning customer or the engaging customer or the person that might refer other people, if they thought they bought it at the best time and then they're finding out now it's the best time again or even better time or this is the best time of year. You're potentially losing them. The psychology of marketing is beginning to affect people. I mean, it has, it has over the years, but people are starting to see a little bit deeper into what's going on. And with social media allowing you to do that many more commercials or that much more content or that much more pitching, people are catching on and things end up pulling up or heisting red flags. So what's the, what's the solve here? What's the resolve? What, how do you fix this? It really is simple. It comes down to continuing to push what you're pushing, but finding different words to look across an editorial calendar. If you're going to call one time the best time to buy a car, then don't call it that for a year, unless it's not true. But even then... Why does it need to be the best? The best puts this period, this end of sentence, end of page. And in that, everything else to follow it is no longer the best. So why is it a great time to buy a car in July? Now, going in and getting creative and setting up your strategy, an editorial calendar, different ideas about why it would be great for you to buy a car in July. Perfect. Now you're cooking with grease or for your product. Why is it a great time to pick up that product in the month of July? Now get creative. You want to say it's a great time in August too? What's a different reason? What respects the person that purchased it in July? What entices and continues to engage the person that heard that commercial in July, but now is connecting with you in August and so on and so forth and and, and September and October. This maintenance of your engagement and the authority of your content not going to these super extremes where everything else fails, it's going to help you stay engaged. It's going to help customers come back. It's not going to feel like you're doing the same old thing that many other people are doing. When you make these very broad statements, and even inside of the marketing, 
where do they have to go to believe you? Taking it down a notch. And that even goes for when you're doing reviews or when you're talking about different places. I mean, I I always see people, especially in the bigger cities, hands down the best restaurant in L.A. until they review something a few weeks later. And now it's the best restaurant and the best restaurant and the best and the best and the best. Why can't the definitions, the de- a better you know description, go in to draw the interest, while at the same time get away from the laziness? You're just going to pop in and say, "This is the best. This is the greatest." Then nothing else is going to match. Now, instead, like with that car, this is a great time to buy a new car and drive this thing out to the beach and enjoy your summer. Start your summer on those summer vacations or that summer trip that you want to take in a new vehicle. August, mix another message. September, a back to school message. Maybe you have, you know, maybe you have cars for kids and and carpools and minivans and so on and so forth. Start the school year off the right way by putting your kids in a couple new pairs of pants and putting those pants and those kids in a new car, making it easier to drive them around to all their events, so on and so forth. The idea here is to extend creativity and not the monotony and the redundancy of saying the same old thing to some kind of extreme where it just hangs on. So think about it. How can you take whatever product you have and continue to market it in the best way for endurance. You, you look at certain people, they have ads, and whether they went to a graphic designer, and it's the same ad. You go into their Facebook page, and you see the exact same graphic has been posted over and over and over and over again. It gets old. And inside of that, to me, the way that I read that, you have no creativity. You've got, you know, you're one stop, you know, this is what I'm going to say. And I'm just going to keep saying this same thing over and over again. I'm going to keep showing you this same thing over and over again. You can present a singular item over and over again, but twist around the message, add something a little bit different, engage people. It goes back to the three audience concept. If you are continually marketing to the people that are already your customers, if you are marketing to the people that are familiar with you but haven't crossed over, and that same message is marketing to the people that have never heard of you before, that's an effective, engaging, and professional message. To continue to sit there and say, this is the best time to buy a car for all the people that purchased it two months, three months, four months back, it doesn't make sense. And in a sense, it disrespects the customer at that point. Well, I didn't get it at the best. Or you told me it was the best now. Now you're saying this is different later. All of these things, that's what's going on. You, I mean, you, you, you can throw an ad and you can throw a concept in front of 10 different people. And you know, all 10 might say something different. Yet, there is that sense that people have gotten smarter with advertising because of how much they're seeing of it, even more than television, on social media from their own friends going to advertise their bands or their books? Are you going to, if you're an author, are you going to continually put up the cover of your book over and over again? You got to buy this. Oh, there's an ebook. Oh, there's an audio book. How does that respect the existing audience? Are there things that you can play into? So some story in chapter three expanding on it. So you're not giving away chapter three, but maybe you're giving a continuation, an an introduction or an embellishment of an existing story that's part of your book. 
You see where that goes? You have a different graphic. It's not just the cover of your book. Now, for the people that have already purchased that book, they're dialed in because you're drawing additional interest. They have that book. They know that story if they've read it. And they can carry forward to say, wow, that's, that's interesting. I'm going to share this with somebody else. Or I'm still engaged. I'm getting new things as opposed to be, being told, buy, 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 best time to buy, best time to buy. For the person that's never heard or, or slightly familiar, maybe that little embellishment, introduction or conclusion or extension becomes the thing, the tipping point to get them to buy the book. And for the person that's never heard of you before, where most people base their marketing, talking to the people that, you know, just have no idea. And that oversell is what's killing your existing fan base. But it fits there. They're hearing some story for the first time. It draws them to that next level. And then they see another story. Marketing with this consideration of the three audiences, getting away from these extreme points, bringing it back to a humble center is so much more effective. Sitting there, I, you know, I get asked all the time. I hate that. And I think the bulk of the times it's just somebody, there's the content and that's what they want to talk about. I do get emails. I get emails every so often on particular questions that resonate and or are close. But I'm not going to open up that. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to open up a podcast or a video going, well, I'm always getting asked this. I'm going to make it more direct. I'm going to make it like I'm directing to every single person in the audience. Somebody asked me this. Sometimes I'll even say something a little bit more engaging along the lines of a friend asked me this. And here's my answer. That connection that you take, when you adjust your brand to make it a little bit more personal, a little bit more honest, a little bit more authentic, and deliver it with the morals of not some spammyac, is that even a word? The reaction and the growth you're going to have will be authentic too. Anybody can have 50,000 followers. You can buy them right up on different websites. You can do this follow for follow thing. You can use this these horrible bots that will capture other people. I don't care about that. And you shouldn't care about it either. So getting into that whole, you know, well, this person has this amount and that person has that amount. That's None of that's important. It goes to another extreme. This is the best site because I have 50,000 followers and you only have X amount. Think about it too from this standpoint. Do you really want someone crossing over? that's impressed by that kind of stuff, especially if you provide a service. Do you want to work with someone that's just going to look at a number and go, wow, and be done? Is that going to be an easy client or, an, or, or, or a real good sell for you or a good connection or potentially a good review? You got to ask that. You got to ask those questions because taking a more moral approach, dialing it back, making it not, not setting the bar so high that everything crashes or you set the bar so high and then you repeatedly set the bar so high. I'm just so proud of this song. You can be proud of a song, but shouldn't you be proud of the body of work that you have? Instead of the, I'm so proud of this song, what do you like about this song that you created? This is the best product I've ever created. It, it sets up that things before or prior are not as good. And yes, we all want to grow, we want to become better, and we want to build better. But respect your previous creations, whether artistic, whether business, whether service-wise. 
Now, now, as opposed to saying this is the let's say this is the best book I've ever written. I'm really connecting with this book that comes out next week because of these reasons. And even at that, you could pick one single reason in the following week or a couple days later, showcase another. This way, it's respecting yourself and respecting your audience. You don't know what someone is going to view as the best or as the worst. My second book is my favorite, The Artist's Guide to Success in the Music Business. And I hear certain people that agree with me, and I hear others that say music business for dummies was more their vibe. Now, I'm not out there saying this is the best thing I've created because I plan to create more. But I also, for the people that are going to choose to connect with the, the dummies book in the format and in, in the brand and in, in the publishing house, great. I don't want to you know belittle it. Now, if what I have said, if you want to hear more of my voice and my authenticity, the second book, you'll find that there. Whereas Wiley and Sons which runs the dummy series. There was a lot of, there was a lot of politics there and it's not a bad book at all, but it, it was pushing it into a certain format. And at certain times where I wanted to go a little deeper, it's okay. We got to just cut here or we got to summarize this or what's the answer to that. I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of not really that important as a whole, but I'm not disrespecting previous works. I, I mean, I have in a way with my very first book where Hey, it was the first book. It was a shot in the dark. It was, um, it was written for the moment and not for the long term. And and even when I even when I market, I I, I try to tell people. I said, look, if you're going to buy one of those one of the three music books, you know, my preference would be the second one. However, you know, if you want to get the first one, that's that's where I started. That's how I began. That was the first one. Now, some people have connected with that and they enjoy that. When somebody picks it up and says it's out of date, absolutely. It was written for 2010. The one that came out in, in late 13 was written with a little bit more endurance and a little bit more. But again, the point here, I'm not saying anything about the best and I'm not taking away from what other people think is the best. And it's great if you get reviewed and somebody says this is the best, but let it be a third party that's bringing a review or delivering a testimonial. And somewhere where it can be added, so it's not necessarily needed that you need to share that. This is what this person's saying about me. Asking people to add those reviews and getting some of those more extremes are great. You get something via an email, thank them. You know, say how it would mean a lot to you if that could be added to Amazon or where they purchased it. Don't go to some crazy extreme of going, hey, can you add this to all these, 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 these 15 review sites? I always like to come back when somebody says something nice about my services, my speaking, my books, whatever. I, you know, I thank them for taking the time and I ask them if they'd like to. Love it if you could put this up on a site where you use reviews or where, where you like to, you, you read reviews on other people. Uh, it becomes a little bit more engaging than, you know, <laughs> post this everywhere. <laughs> Again, the idea here, the third party saying this is the best is great. Coming from you, it can sometimes lock you up and lock you down. It goes right back into the same phrasing as why do, why do you have to be an expert? And a lot of people that use ex, use the word expert are not. 
So in your expertise, let's say you are an expert, wouldn't it be better than that blank, flat, I'm trying to cherry on the top, largest phrase, to flip the switch a little bit and explain your expertise, explain your knowledge, share about what you do, how you do it, why you do it, where you do it, when you do it. That delivers a greater authority and a greater authenticity. And at the same time, it's an extension and this endurance of marketing, which is so much better than this is the best and I'm the best and I'm an expert. It's not taking away and it's not trying to say that you're being too humble and it's not lacking in the essence of self-esteem or self-worth. It's sharing a message to make you that much more relatable to the people that can engage with you and see more messages that continually allow them to engage. If it's the best time to buy a car every single month, there's, it's, it's just one single redundant message with one single redundant spokesperson with the same look in the background. And I think that, you know, it, it, it takes away from, it, it, it takes away from engagement. Now, if it's a great time to buy a car, that works a little better Then you one up it by giving the reasons why it's a great time to buy a car. How is that relatable? What, what does it dial into for the time of year for the things that are happening? It allows you to try more ideas that still align with your brand, but don't stick you into one singular linear marketing message. It, it, it goes into the same way of people using those words to try to impress. I saw somebody the other day, He's got TM at the end of a statement, and it's a stupid statement. Really? That's trademarked? Of course it's not. And I double-checked. It wasn't. Why put so much energy and effort into trying to showcase this is trademarked? Does that make it any better? No. It means you filled out a form and you paid a whole bunch of money, and nobody else had it at that point. Do you really now... Is trademarking useful down the line? Potentially, yes. But why not build the brand, build the format? And when you work with the people, and this is not a plug for me, but you work with people that say that they're branding, make sure they're doing exactly that. From the con- Is the content branded? Is the imagery branded? Is the font branded? Is the logo branded? And inside of a brand strategy is the, is the marketing expanded and not just this singular message of, well, we're going to make you look like the best. Everybody's trying to look like the best. So how can you showcase yourself as a better option or even the best without saying that? Prove yourself with content, with examples, with proof of concept. It allows you to stand out in a sea of people just selling cars and telling you that every time they come on, it's the greatest time to buy a car and avoid those little bits. There's a lawyer in town here, um, board certified and you know, he passed the bar. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not a expert on lawyers by any means, but I believe you have to pass the bar to be a lawyer and okay. Maybe there's some people that are illegally practicing, but, is that really where you want to push your message that you're board certified when every lawyer, to, to my extent, to my knowledge, has to be board certified? It's, it's those, those little things. And then at the other, t- the other thing with those certifications that are just, you know, crap. I talked to someone that was a brand, that was a certified brand strategist. And 
the things that he learned in eight weeks online, a couple hours a day, five days a week, is nowhere near strategy. And it's all pushed out up front. Hey, I have this, I have this, I'm a certified brand strategist. Even in the same way as some people will sit there and just pound out about the, uh, you know, a degree. I used to consult MBA you know, MBA teams. These guys were supposed to have masters in this and, and be putting together these um, immense projects. And it was just terrible. So again, where you put the message, where you put the hype, it's got to be authentic. It's got to be moral. It's, it's got to be humble. And it can't be something that's continually coming back that doesn't allow you to grow or doesn't allow you to progress. If right now is the best time to buy a car, then that's it. That's where that's the time. And don't repeat that concept for a year. And if you do have if there is one time that is the best time, then by all means, do it then. But then talk about great times. And I know there's never a bad time to buy a car, especially if you're a car salesman working on commission. But find a way to state why it's great, why it's good, what the advantages are. Or work with someone like myself or the type of strategist that can help you look at your brand, look at your marketing, and design a flow, that editorial calendar of different ideas allowing you to create various messages to continually engage. And again, engage those three audiences so you're not disrespecting the people that are there. The bulk of these people with their commercials, with their content, with their pitches, with their videos, it's a disrespect for the people that are already attached or existing customers. And it's really usually just pointed to the people that haven't crossed over or the people that have no idea who they are. And it's why you're getting blocked for the people that are doing that. It's why people aren't paying attention because you're not paying attention to them. As you respect your fan base from the people that have been with you, that have bought from you, that love you to the people that have no idea who you are, and making sure that that content is resonating across the board. The cell comes in the end so that whatever you're stating is something interesting for the person that maybe bought that car yesterday to the person that's been thinking about it and watching your commercials for six months to the person that's hearing about your place and your commercial for the first time. Designate and design your marketing in that way for, a, for respect, for flow, and for endurance, and you will see that many more connections, that many more conversions, and that many more opportunities to sell, to sell, to sell while staying in touch and staying engaged with the people that in turn may help you reach even more and more people, more sales. A little all over the place today. Thank you for listening. This is Lauren Wiseman. This is Wait What Really Okay, episode 64. When is the best time to buy a car? At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. 
and that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.